Obviously, I'm lazy and you can't read, so <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's good to have her on our team. <laughs> to injury time. Uh, I'm Jordan Robinson. I'm Darren Matthews. And yeah, how was your week? My week's okay. I, yeah. have a, I have a confession at the top before we get too far into this bad you, boy. You... I didn't get to watch much of the football this weekend, but okay. I watched all the other bits of it. Okay, yeah, no, I've got the football covered. Good. I watched one match, which we will talk about later, and I literally fell asleep. Yeah, it is one of the most boring games, which was hyped to be one of the best games of the season. <sighs> Fucking Sky Sports in the right <laughs> one. It was, I was shit myself. I, was, I thought we were going to get tough. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, exactly. That, that was my weekend, basically. So, uh, this week, uh, uh, just briefly to give them a wee shout-out, I was on the Fellowship podcast. I, uh, I heard that. That was very, very good. Yeah, and uh, we talked a lot of shit about you. Oh, I haven't heard that. Oh. Mm. Am I in trouble? No, no, not at all. That's okay. That's good. <laughs> you are going to get in a fight, though. That's oh, the only thing, yeah. With who? Everyone. Everyone? Yeah. From, From you, Fellowship. You making fun of me? Not at all. Were you, wait a minute. Were you, like, organising fights for me? Yeah, pretty much. I've got like a full card on now. <laughs> do, do, all in one night? Uh, yeah, sure, why not? In uh, fact, all mm, at the same time. Oh, fucking hell. I mean, that, yeah, that is how people fight and learn in training. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah makes sense. I had the training boys, just letting you know. Sort of. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I appreciated the question of uh, what's the crap on Patreon. Yeah, when and, I started Patreon. And I really liked it because I was like, yes, let's waste their time on their podcast talking about it rather than wasting time on our podcast. Exactly. <laughs> Perfect, perfect. But uh, going on to sport because this is a sport podcast. Um, yeah, uh, during the uh, League 1 fixture, Lyon against PSG. Neymar. Are, are we always doing French football just because you like saying League 1? League 1. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah. And also, it's actually it's actually quite entertaining. You <laughs> sound like a deaf person saying Lego. <laughs> But, okay. <laughs> but it's uh, it, you know, it's very entertaining this season uh, so far, uh, just because PSG aren't running away with it. But uh, yeah, Neymar got stretchered off after a, a harsh tackle, and uh, yeah, it's define harsh tackle. On Neymar. Yeah, yeah, he probably like I don't know. Actually, harsh. Did you have seen it? Sneezed on him. Uh, he was carried off in a stretcher with what appeared to be a serious ankle injury. A broken toenail. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, the Brazilian was pictured screaming in agony and clutching his ankle after suffering the injury in stoppage time. So, I'm gonna have to feel bad if it's like a broken angle, aren't I? Yeah. Well, we'll haven't released any more details, no. No, nothing like that. It was a poor challenge by Thiago Mendes, who was also sent off for the challenge. But uh, yeah, they lost the game as well. Okay. Which I means it's gonna say it may have been bad enough because mo- I think even most referees are the worst they'll give on a challenge on them are the yellow card because they're like, I don't know if he actually. Yeah, got it exactly. It's like, hmm. So if it's a red card, then you're going like, okay, he must have done something. Yeah, must have caught him. <laughs> He's done. He's like fulfilling the American dream of actually injuring Neymar. Yeah. Um, but yeah, another injury news as well. Actually, just before we go on to the next one, um, the way PSG normally run that league, they're third at the minute, behind behind uh, Lyon and Lille. Okay. Which you know, uh, both Lyon and Lille are played fourteen, both have twenty nine points, and PSG have twenty eight points, and Marseille are fourth with twenty seven. So it's very tight. Right up their arse. Yeah. Proof that money can't buy you love. Exactly. Or a football <laughs> Or a Champions League or yeah. anything. It can get you a couple of Lego titles and that's it. Yeah, definitely. Um, but also in injury news, uh, Diego Schotta is out for 68 weeks after picking up a knock in the Champions League game against Michelin. 
Hang on, 68 weeks for a knock? Yeah, well... It has to be a pull or a strain yeah. or something. Or... Uh, a knee injury. The 24-year-old Portuguese player was injured playing Michelin in the Champions League on Wednesday. So, yeah. Obviously, it kills me to say this as not a Liverpool fan. He's unreal. Yeah, yeah. he's scored nine goals since joining from Wolves in September. Like, since September. Yeah. Scored nine... Oh. Okay. But it's crazy. But uh, at least uh, Oxley, Chamberlain and Alisson returned for their game against Fulham at the weekend yeah, there. Yeah, that, that, that didn't start well for them at all. Oh, really? Although, I'll say this, for play at Fulham, sweet goal. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely so well worked. Played yeah. a lot better. Turnovers were great. Very, very good. They were, sort of, they were fortunate even to concede that goal. But yeah, true. For play at it Fulham, was, uh, at the end of the league. I know, exactly. But uh, go, we'll go into different sports, but Sheffield United, holy shit. Um, <laughs> Anthony Joshua uh, won his his fight. Did you... No. You didn't I, 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 I was like, you're I, like, not even I fucking paid for that. I, I don't know anything about boxing or... I, I know a little bit about MMA because I was caught up with the whole Conor McGregor thing back when it was big. But uh, no, it's probably one of the sports that I don't hate, like golf or tennis or cricket or anything like that. But I just, I'm just not that into it. But yeah, he seems to... I don't know. He lost one fight against the fat... Uh, fat Mexican guy. Fat Lewis. Mexican guy, yeah. yeah. I have material on that going like sometimes I get mistaken by him. And, like if he let himself go a wee bit. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the unified world heavyweight champion, Anthony Joshua, mixed power and patience as he knocked out Kurbat Puvel. Yeah. Yeah, sounds right. Um, to raise hopes of a historic fight against Tyson Fury, uh, that it soon could become a reality. Do you reckon it's actually going to happen? Or? Uh, well, the, the the news on the old sports grapevine uh, today is that they're trying to organise the fight this week. So um, they had Eddie Hearn on the radio this morning, and it was they're going to try and organise the fight for potentially May. So they'll, they'll have Christmas as normal. Yeah. You know, take your time off. And then back in the camp and train right through. Perfect. Depending, I mean, I think it's, is it like a 12-week camp they do? Yeah, so it's three months. something like that, yeah. So if they do that, potentially a fight in May, which will be the first time that all four heavyweight titles have been on... On the line. ...on offer at the same fight. Yeah, oh, shit, son. So it'll be a first, it'll be a first in history. Yeah. But and like, I think the guy they put in front of him the other night was maybe just... Just to have a fight. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because obviously, but the same thing with Ruiz, he was put in there just to have a fight and mm. massive odds against him and he won. So yeah. I think, I don't know, wait, wait, if, you're, if you're a boxing fan, give us a message who's going to win, Andy yeah. Joshua or Tyson Fury. Yeah, no, um, I remember a friend of the podcast, uh, Ronan Boyle from Shriban, said anybody who thinks uh, Joshua is going to be Tyson Fury knows nothing about boxing. Yeah. And he's an ex MMA fighter, so I would, you know, tend to. <laughs> think he knows what he's talking about but yeah, um, no, no, we'll give you a shout when the boogies odds come out <laughs> exactly um, uh, Celtic are sticking with Neil Lennon after their uh, pretty bad form official announcement from the board official we are announcement. back in Neil Lennon yeah I mean like it's very weird it was a weird appointment to begin with when Rogers left because well he get back because he wasn't he managing Hibs yeah but did then he, he had to leave finished at Hibs yeah he finished at Hibs so he was out of a job and then when Brendan Rodgers came back, he came back as a uh, caretaker manager and then actual manager. Hmm. I mean, whenever they come to that, you need an interim manager. There's only two men you can call. Yeah. Uh, probably Ryan Giggs. Yeah. But then, you know, obviously lock up your wives. Yeah. Or uh, Sam Allardyce. You got you to phone Big Sam. And lock up your gravy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't want you getting relegated. Guess Sam on the phone. Yeah, exactly. Well, I don't think Celtic are in threat of getting relegated. <laughs> Yeah, done for an athletic on a Sunday. Yeah, if you're in danger of not finishing, I don't know, below fourth in your league, that's <laughs> on the phone. 
Oh dear. Uh, moving on to the NFL. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers lost their first game, so the perfect season is not on the cards anymore. Yeah, we were we were obviously mousing about this being like this is unprecedented. Yeah, yeah. Very hard to do in the NFL. Literally the and next game. And they got beat by a team having the most middling season. Yeah, it, it's kind of like I don't know. You get like knocked out of the cup by Norwich or something when you're like twelve points clear at the top of the league. What the fuck happened? <laughs> I have no idea. So Pittsburgh got beaten in Pittsburgh. In Pittsburgh by uh, mid table. Mid table Washington Football Club twenty three to seventeen. Twenty three seventeen. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a drumming or anything like that, and they were ahead for the first quarter. But yeah, it's just the middle two quarters. They just I don't know. Must have I wonder been was it one of those ones where they like resting the starting guys, being like pets only Washington. Yeah, it's Ben Roethlisberger. This is I don't know being <laughs> restrained like in a sex like addiction seminar thing. But to go from a perfect season to I mean you get it if you're maybe gonna lose to the team that are second. Yeah. Yeah, if they, like, because last night, I'm not sure what the score was, but they were playing Buffalo last night, who are having an amazing season themselves. So... Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I could see why they would arrest the people, but no, it was it was the proper, like... Well, I mean, they're still going to win the division at present, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's essentially impossible, yeah, for them not to be seated first. Um, so, yeah, we'll see how that goes for the rest of the season. I'm still pegging them for the Super Bowl, though. Them and the Buffalo Bills. And the Buffalo Bills is... Uh, uh, part of the story time this week because the person we're covering played for the Buffalo Bills <laughs> I know Seamless. that was nice wasn't it yeah. um, and the last uh, a couple of uh, talking points at the start of today's episode the Rugby World Cup groups were announced um, did you see any of the uh, I know Ireland groups? have to play present World Cup holders in Africa <laughs> easy no yeah. bother who, who we did beat last year exactly um, so Pool A have New Zealand powerhouses of rugby uh, France also you know getting back into form that'll be a good game France are actually New Zealand's bogey team in the World Cup see you I know. think any World Cup they haven't won France have put them out I needed, I needed to double check that fact but I know France have put them out of at least two anything can happen um, Italy weapon boys uh, but then there's America, uh, one American team and one African team going into their group as well uh, so that'll be the qualifiers between yeah. Canada USA and then teams like Jamaica Really ra- there's some really random teams that, mm-hmm. that are entering into that yeah African kind of kind of like uh, na- uh, Namibia, Namibia and places like that yeah. uh, Pool B South Africa current World Cup holders uh, Ireland I know that country <laughs> Scotland sounds familiar <laughs> yeah. uh, Scotland uh, and then teams from Asia Pacific and Europe so that's probably Russia Spain yeah I think it's that qualification is like Russia Georgia I think yeah Georgia would be yeah, in it as well Romania because those teams have independently yeah. appeared in different World Cups uh, Pool C now again Wales have been drawn with Australia oh okay so that'll be another interesting game uh, although Wales have been shocking as of late and Australia playing quite well beating New Zealand recently in the I think it was the last World Cup Australia like had the cheat to beat Wales uh, so. probably it's, which, which it's I, a very I, Australian thing to do. Which didn't bother me because uh, was it Wales cheated Ireland out of war? <laughs> we defeated like two uh, times in two years and yeah. I was like, not having this. Yeah, karma's a bitch. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, Fiji are also in that group. And then uh, the final qualifier winner and a European team are in Pool C. Okay. Uh, moving on to Group D, the final group. England, Japan, Argentina, Oceania 1 and America's 2. So... It looks like Canada and America are going, so they'll be in group uh, pool A and pool D. Yeah, well, that will be. I think Argentina will, after the this year, being able to beat New Zealand, have mm. shown that they're more than able to compete on the world stage. Two yeah. World Cups ago, the Pot out as well. Exactly, and Japan. 
Yeah, well, Japan. Oh, yeah, Japan at that remember point they won. beat South Africa in, in, was it in Japan? Yes, that was yeah. in the Japanese World Cup. Massive deal for the team. Yeah, so, I mean, like, very entertaining. Uh, Ireland, I would, hmm, actually, yeah, obviously you'd want someone kind of like Italy in your group, where you know it's a guaranteed win and hopefully get the bonus points and stuff like that, but that's not a bad wee group for Ireland, like, because the last couple of times they played Scotland, they played convincingly well, so... Yeah, your big game in that one is definitely South Africa. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then the whole point is, even if they do beat you, definitely don't give them the bonus point. Exactly. Because you're going to need the rest of your wins to try and get out of the group. I think it's two comes out of the groups. Yeah. Because there's only four groups, isn't mm-hmm. there? So, yeah, yeah, you need eights for your quarterfinals. Yeah. But obviously Ireland's curse is that they can't get past the quarterfinals. So exactly. I was in problem. Australia when they were playing Argentina. And oh, it ended Paulo Collins' career. Oh, man. Horrible. I was <laughs> I was in a, a Fiddler's Green in Surfer's Paradise, Irish bar, uh, and I was the only motherfucker with a <laughs> Ireland jersey on that day. Everybody else was like... And that was even weird. I remember watching the World Cup final in the bar in Australia. You couldn't see another Australian jersey. I like I went out and bought one for like $135 which was expensive yeah uh, but like everybody else was just wearing kiwi shirts I was just like a lot of kiwis a lot of kiwis like and yeah. that's how I found out um, and uh, I learned a thing that day <laughs> <laughs> yeah you can't badmouth Dan Carter just anywhere really yeah, yeah. you know uh, and sadly Jared Houllier passed away I am actually sad about that obviously I think he was a fucking great manager he, I read something earlier on about and I would totally agree with it he pretty much modernised Liverpool yeah because he yeah as I was the saying the 90s were a bit shit for Liverpool like. mm. uh, he was uh, the manager when I first started getting into football uh, he was succeeded by Rafa Benitez right yep yep yeah and then obviously that led on to Istanbul final um, so he signed a lot of players like Jared was there in his reign uh, Cissé Crouch I want to say yeah, yeah. He won 2000... What was the one? He, he won three cups in 2001. Oh, what was it? It was like... Cupper's Cup? Maybe... FA Cup? I saw a photo of him earlier on with like a, a treble cup for, mm. for the year and I was like, fair play, Yeah. Um, sad one for Liverpool fans. On my Facebook today, I had a couple of my mates who were Liverpool fans that paying tribute to Jerry. Yeah. yeah, and... Uh, yeah, man. You, you'll never walk alone, I suppose, because yeah. that, that was a big, it was a big deal for the, for the team. Yeah. Sad. They should rename the cop the Julier stand. I, I, yeah, uh, I think maybe they're going to save that for whenever Benitez goes. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't think, well, I don't think they're going to fucking rename the cop. <laughs> maybe, what are the other no, stands? Here's the other, yeah. what are the other stands in Liverpool called? I'm like, mm, Yeah, uh, yeah, that's yeah. what I was thinking. Because I know in yeah. United you've got the Alex Ferguson stand, yeah. and the Matt Busby stand, yeah. and then you've got the Stratford end. Yeah. So I'm like, the, what, yeah. what are you going to change your name to? Mm. What, what's the stand? I was going to say, do West Ham have names for the stands because it's a brand new? Trevor Brooking. Is the main one? Yeah. And what's any other three stands named? Uh, or is it just like Riverend? Couldn't, couldn't tell you. Something like that, yeah. It's, I don't know. Trevor Brooking is a stand. That's class. <laughs> you know, I would have, you know, personally, now this is just me, of course, but I would just name, uh, kind of like uh, Napoli have done, I would have named the stadium the Carlos Alberto Tevez Stadium instead of the London Stadium. Mm. Well, the whole point yeah. of the London Stadium was that not because it was the Olympic Stadium? Yeah, exactly. I know. It's, but for me, they never should have left Upton Park. And was there anything wrong with Upton Park, by the way? No, because I guess Craven so, Cottage has been there yeah. for fucking what feels like three hundred years. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, but there was nothing wrong with Upton Park. No, did they just get a bit of bit of coin for it for yeah. real estate? Well, yeah, they sold it and it's now like apartments and shit like that. But Seems then like hybrid. Serious? Yeah, that's what I Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. I, no, I was uh, getting confused with them in the uh, White Hart Lane, the way they, they rebuilt it, but essentially on the same site, but, like, yeah. moved it slightly. It's very weird. Um, 
But yeah, no, I that's that's another podcast for another time. But I yeah, that was the death of football for, for me. West Ham fans, yeah, for me personally, to have like a kind of association with uh, a club like I had, you just don't have that in that kind of stadium without having the like we kind of moved there. Uh, to fit in with all the big boys but we didn't number one have the like uh, managerial structure the ownership structure that you need to be like successful and go into Europe and stuff like that we didn't have that all we had was this one link of a big stadium and I'm not even going to say good stadium because I've been there twice and it's not fun to be around like is there just no personality to it not at all can you get atmosphere in it no even when it's rocking, it's got to be. It's got to be even when it's full. There's. I went to the first friendly game where West Ham played Juventus, um, and man, it was just. I remember trying so hard to get tickets to the Man United game, uh, the last one at, uh, at Bowling Ground. Yeah. I tried so hard to get tickets for that. Could. I ended up watching it on. <laughs> this really shitty stream and I'm just going like things could have been so much different <laughs> I could have been there <laughs> uh, but no for me right so Liverpool it. fans what are we renaming after Gerard Hulia just call everything the collar supplier from Tevez whatever you can't do it. he didn't for Liverpool you can't yeah, do yeah that. I know but he was that good yeah this isn't about <laughs> you <laughs> okay uh, moving on to this week in sport this week in sport so uh, in this week in sport uh, we'll start Tuesday night with the Champions League, the final group stages. Good. Um, I hate to break it to you, man, but United are in the Europa I League. It. I fucking watched it. Yeah. So I uh, liked it, but hey, it was what? 3 0 at one point? It was, that's not the point. You, yeah, can't, you can't play for 12 minutes in the European <laughs> Cup. But yeah, no, they scored ridiculously, uh, ridiculously early. Yeah. Uh, you know, two goals. They were up two, two goals by the 15th minute. Like, so you pretty much knew it was curtains, and then uh, Justin Clyford scored as well. Tell you, yeah, just like his dad. But Fernandez scoring a penalty, big surprise, um, and then an own goal as well. But yeah, I feel bad for you guys. You see, Mourinho's raging. Why? Because you guys have made like got the easy way into the Europa League. Uh, but don't want to in the Europa League. <laughs> he doesn't want you in the Europa League either. Um, but uh, I want to be in the Champions League. <laughs> Uh, Lazio drew 2-2 with Club Rouge um, and Dortmund uh, beat Senate 2-1 uh, in Russia um, which was you know pretty decent uh, I'll give you a guess who scored for Dortmund give me a clue uh, right he's Polish and he's been there for fucking ages for Dortmund? yeah anybody Polish in the German league I automatically go Lewandowski <laughs> uh, Lukas Piszczek the right back turned centre back he scored yeah I would have never guessed at a fender. I would have been like, who else is Polish? You see, in the German League? When, when I said that, I just assumed Haaland scored both goals. Oh, okay. But no, Axel Pistol scored the other one. Uh, defender scoring him, I was asking. Corner, set piece? Uh, I don't know, but no, no, no. Assisted by Mats Hummels, so I think it might have been a corner that was knocked down by Hummels and finished off by Piszczek. But yeah, no, that's a, that's a very decent result, and it gets Dortmund top of their group and into the next uh, round, which Fair is enough. fantastic for them. Like. And they haven't lost a game this year in the Champions League. And they just sacked their manager as well, just because their league form's pretty bad. But uh, win, a draw, and three wins. <laughs> That's fucking mad. Isn't that crazy? Our league's not going great, lads, but uh, we are absolutely smashing it. In the Champions League, League. Get that yeah. <laughs> uh, moving on, uh, the game in the new Camp in Barcelona. Juventus 3, Barcelona 0. 
We, we did talk about this last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, did Ronaldo score? He scored twice. Aye. Two penalties. Um, Two penalties? Yep. Okay. And then uh, Benucci scored as well, but it was uh, disallowed for offside. And the American McKinney scored? For Juventus? Mm-hmm. 3-0. Fuck me. What is going is the, Obviously, their, their head's just in the fucking gutters, is it? Yeah. They won this weekend, though. They beat... Uh, some mid-table Spanish team 1-0 and Messi scoring with a De Jong assist but apart from that I yeah, yeah but there, I mean if it's mid-table anybody below basically third or fourth in that yeah, league they should in be. old school Barcelona would have done them yeah. 4-2 yeah, 3-1 like 4-0 it's uh, yeah it's scary and I didn't realise this but Rakitic is away yeah we're yeah, too Sevilla back to Sevilla yeah, I'm going back to my fucking team where it all started. Um, Chelsea drew one one with uh, Krasnodar. That was a surprise to me because Chelsea's and it was a team for Bridge as well. Yeah, um, Dynamo Kiev beat that team that none of us can pronounce that begins with F. Um, obviously covered the Leipzig Man United game and Sofia beat Re- uh, Rennes three one. Ren. They are playing. You you love saying League <laughs> Un, but you won't say Ren. Do yeah. the French. Do you remember when we're doing French in school? No, 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 no I never got. Well, I, I, I went to the French class, but I never did French. Tu parles français? No. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> just, a, just a wee bit. <laughs> Moving on to Wednesday, um, Ajax lost against uh, Atlanta one 0 at home in the Johan Cruyff oh, Arena. The last, the last kind of Atlantis uh, doing well in the European Cup there. Uh, Michelin uh, drew with Liverpool 1-1 uh, you know it's surprising for Liverpool like they are incredibly short staffed in terms of injuries and stuff like that but still you know just to get the actually after the following game I did see the interview uh, with Jordan Henderson I think that the, 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 um, the pundits are trying to go anybody the interview into the is this because you're tired <laughs> and he's like well I'm not going to comment I think he said I'm not going to comment no, that's up for you guys to say so I was like yeah. someone's had media training <laughs> uh, PSG beat Bashak Shear um, 5-1 uh, did we talk about this last week no but I love the fact that you've learned to pronounce Bashak Shear yeah I love it like it's my favourite team now. it's a good word it's a good word um, so yes uh I haven't got all the details and it's not necessarily something I want to dive too deep into because, hey, I'm not going to solve racism on a podcast, but I uh, wholeheartedly give my backing to the teams walking off. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I agree. With I, that I well. think that shows progress in terms of football players going like, look, we're not going to take it anymore. So if you're going to use this kind of language, then we're not going to play. And I think that's a great kind of uh, sentiment to send to the rest of the teams in all leagues. I think what was amazing as well is it happened in, with, for a Turkish team yeah. who are notoriously racist exactly very, very not, not that team the, the Turkish league yeah, yeah. just yeah. debuts the not black. Turkish people yeah yeah certain people yeah. from Turkey certain people from Turkey that go to, that go to football games <laughs> yeah. have historically been quite racist yeah. to players of a darker skin tone. exactly yeah and Graham Sunas <laughs> they just hit mustaches as well to be fair Sunas bought a lot of that on himself did you see the thing yeah. with the flag yeah yeah and that's great that was uh, madness yeah complete madness but also you love to see it <laughs> okay so if you don't know the story was that 96 uh, it, was, it was in the 90s like but yeah. you see this is the thing I like it because technically didn't hurt anybody you know he didn't like smash a bottle over someone's head or uh, set fire to a bus or something he just you know planted the Galatasaray flag in the middle of the Fernabache field and I love that because that just keeps the rivalry going probably got a couple of people killed yes but uh, yeah. have you ever heard of the term collateral damage yeah <laughs> a few stabbings whatever 
um, Bayern beat Locomotive Moscow 2-0 at the Allianz Arena. And this was a surprise to me because Inter are top of their league at the minute in Syria uh, and they drew 0-0 with Shakhtar and they're not getting through. Is that? Yeah, so it... Goal it, difference? Yeah, no, um, because... I'll look at the standings quickly here, but I'm almost sure that it is uh, Real Madrid that got through. Uh, yeah, so... Well, we talked about this last week. Yes. This was the possibility of Real not getting through. I, I feel bad for Shakhtar Donetsk because they were level on points, obviously. They didn't have as good goal difference as Mucin Gladbach. But, um, yeah, Inter finished bottom of their group with six points after the draw with uh, Shakhtar Donetsk. Right. Which is very weird. And you see, if they won, they would have gone second. Which would have put them through. Exactly. So, yeah. And it was at the San Siro as well. So... Total times at Inter. Um, Man City beat Marseille 3-0 at the Etihad. Okay. Yeah, pretty pretty decent score. Yeah. Um, I like the way when we mention, is it just be, uh, like uh, the early Champions League games going like, is it really uh, the Premier League teams are just that much superior and they just kept getting beat by Leipzig and so, drawing with Michelin and stuff yeah, like that? I mean, obviously you know, there's opportunity to go through even before they had played two more games yeah. and completely shit in the bed. Exactly. You see, if they didn't lose that first game against Basak Sheer, Straight through the door. Yeah, 100%. Um, <sighs> uh, FC Porto beat Olympiacos uh, 2-0. Not much to say about that game, I guess. Um, Real Madrid. Now, I really wanted Gladbach to win here, but it was at the Bernabeu as well. And uh, Real Madrid ended up 2-0 winners. Okay. Yeah, so that got them to the top of the league, or top of their group, um, which was decent enough. And they scored, uh, Benzema scored both goals within the first about half an hour. Um, which was very decent, so they finished their campaign on top with 10 points. And I think, uh, I need to double check this, but that is one of their, one of, if not the lowest points that they've ever got because they won three, drew one, and lost two games. That is probably very unprecedented for yeah. Real Madrid yeah. in the, the European setup. Mm. And Atletico Madrid beat uh, Red Bull Salzburg 2 0, which, you know, pretty. You, you could have guessed that like. see from that do you reckon I mean obviously he's getting paid probably a lot more but do you reckon does Griezmann ever regret his move uh, yeah I would definitely yeah Except, especially now but like even if uh, kind of Barca were still at their best I would be like nah this is shit I don't know. Yeah, um, I remember reading about United printed by him, and I was like, he is not coming to play for Man United. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely not. Uh, moving on to the Europa League on Thursday, um, a couple of uh, big upsets. Uh, CSKA Sofia beating Roma three one at home. Okay, which was pretty decent. Uh, Dundalk scoring two goals against Arsenal. I did see that actually. Fair play. Isn't them. that crazy? Fair. I mean, Arsenal later. Arsenal began awful slaggings, obviously, for what happened with the weekend as well. But previously during the week, yeah. Dundalk have scored two goals against you. So we actually have questions this week. I got a couple of questions, and they involve Arsenal. So we'll talk about that later at the at the outro. But man, it's scary times at the Emirates. Because like last week or the week before, I said, yeah, they've got uh, Miguel Arteta in now, and you know. Everybody thought, oh, that's great. Uh, everything's back to normal. But they're worse off than they were with Emery. Yeah. I, like, did, I did see, actually, it was... I think they interviewed Arteta after the game, and he pretty much said, I don't know. Yeah. That was, <laughs> it was so much easier at Man City. <laughs> yeah, he was like, I actually didn't do much at Man City. Yeah. Pep was doing the talking. <laughs> uh, yeah, I probably should have paid attention in some of the press conferences. Um, but yeah, no, and apparently... Uh, 
uh, Ozil will be heading to Turkey. Has he not been trying to leave now for what feels like his entire Arsenal career? It, it feels like he, he's probably going to secure a move in January transfer window. He's going to Turkey? Yeah. So either, uh, I would imagine, probably Galatasaray, Fenerbahce or uh, Besiktas. You never can afford him because he's still living at Arsenal. Basak's here. What? Basak's here. Have they got money? You just like saying that? I just like saying it. They'll sell Demba Bab for several million and... <laughs> Um, Rangers beat Leash to not Leash. <laughs> Try again. Rangers beat Lecht two nil. There we go. Uh, <laughs> never heard of that team by the way. They also make lovely beer. Like <laughs> uh, yeah, they beat them two uh, nil away, and Rangers are just going strength to strength in Europe and top of the Premiership. Yep. So yeah, yeah, yep. Be very, very happy if you're a Rangers fan. Four um, 0 uh, Leipzig beat uh, Slavia Prague. Four 0 at uh, the Bayer Arena in Leverkusen. Yep, decent enough. Uh, they seem to be a decent enough team. I think they're third in the Bundesliga at the minute, and going strength to strength. Especially, I didn't think they would be as good. They still have people like Leon Bailey, but they sold Kevin Fallen to Monaco during uh, the summer transfer window so or the last transfer window um, trying to drum up with a coin maybe may, I don't know because he was rated like he never really he wasn't like a Timo Werner type he was just like a reliable kind of stout Tevez like I keep referring to Tevez it's the only player I know I don't have a Tevez <laughs> tattoo yet by the way it's, it's we a need com- to organise that it's here. a coming um, so a fourth thing we need from the Patreon yeah <laughs> that we yeah. don't have get Jordan a, a uh, Tevez tattoo um, <laughs> Napoli drew with Real Sociedad and a couple of years ago you would be annoyed if you're a Napoli fan but Sociedad have been at the top of La Liga for the majority of the season and they've been playing great football and Yanazai is uh, Adnan Yanazai who used to play for the likes of United Sunderland Dortmund uh, is having a bit of a renaissance with Sociedad so there you go exactly you'd be very happy with that uh, PSV beat Onana 4-0 uh other interesting games, uh, Standard Liège uh, drew with Benfica. Benfica aren't, they have some quality players, and they've signed Nicolas Otamendi and Jan Vertonghen um, during the transfer window, so you think they'd be defensively sound enough? Are they even top in Portugal? I have no idea. I mean, I good team sheet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just the two guys. Very, very decent team sheet. Um, Celtic won the game of football against the. No. That feels like two in a row now. Now, get this. The top. Team in Ligue 1, Lille, there you go. who have the likes of uh, Jose Font, uh, Renato Sanchez, loads of great Portuguese players. That's Tim- not like actually me. Timothy Weah, yeah. And Short I- against Ross County, though. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. See, the, this is this is it. Like um, uh, A couple of weeks ago, I would have said that Harlan Wolf-Weller would have been selling around. But uh, Timothy Weah scored for Lille on his return because he used to play for Celtic as well. Look at that, when he was on loan there. Uh, so, yeah, no, yeah, it's a decent result. Obviously, Celtic finished bottom of their league, or bottom of their table, so it's not going to really affect things. Finish with a bit of dignity. Yeah, true. Uh, so, it's AC Milan and Lille that go through there. So, I mean, like, that, that's decent for Lille. They'll definitely be playing Champions League football next season. There you go. Um, uh, Dynamo Zagreb beat uh, CSK in Moscow 3-1. Leicester won 2-0 against AEK. Tottenham won two 0 against Antwerp, and that pretty much actually no as far as because Antwerp beat them in the previous mm-hmm. game. Yeah, so yeah, that was a, that was a decent result, but this was at White Hart Lane, and AC Milan beat Sparta Prague one 0 uh, in Prague. So yeah, that's a roundup of Thursday's games. Uh, and the roundup is going to be so much easier when all these teams get knocked out, and it's just like yeah. 
quarterfinals. Yeah, quarterfinals. So we have so much to talk about. And there isn't any more Champions League until February, so we've got like a month break of uh, not talking. Uh, but <laughs> when I say this, uh, this week coming up when we do uh, upcoming games, it's all during the week. For some uh, reason. Okay. Uh, which I don't really understand. Uh, but moving on to Friday, West Ham beat Leeds 2-1. Uh, deservedly this time instead of last time. Uh, when they needed a dodgy VAR to rule out a goal. Uh, yeah, no, de- decent. Uh, I watched the highlights of it. I didn't get watching the game. Uh, but yeah, behind early to a uh, uh, penalty. And then uh, so check yourself before you wreck yourself scored again. And, uh, <laughs> what are you going to do some week when he doesn't score? <laughs> I know. Well, for a central defensive midfielder, he is very good. Um, and Bonner scores as well. And it actually seemed that they were relatively comfortable holding that lead. Which okay. is a nice change for West Ham, uh, to say that about West Ham. Well, one of the first things I think I ever asked you in this podcast was, what's it like when West Ham take the lead? Yeah. And you're like, pure panic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, panic stations. <laughs> um, Wolves uh, lost against Aston Villa 1-0 at Molyneux, the early kickoff on Friday. Uh, Newcastle winning again against West Brom. That is definitely because I actually was chatting to Mick, who yeah, was on the podcast previously, and I said, you must not have been watching the game because they won. <laughs> and he said, I turned it off after they scored. Good lad. Um, yeah. Now, uh, we'll talk about this game quickly. Everton beat Chelsea 1-0, which, you know, is... It was a turn-up for the books. You obviously expect someone like Chelsea, who are on great form at the minute, to... Uh, they would have gone top with that win, because uh, Tottenham didn't play until Sunday. Uh, so, they lost 1-0 to Everton, and I think deservedly so. They weren't firing in all cylinders, but it just kind of shows that Mendy is actually human and can concede a goal and a penalty to be fair and Gilfie Sigurdsson tucked it away very nicely well I was going to say as well maybe obviously because we haven't talked about them in weeks but because Everton took off for Lyon this year and they just disappeared maybe are they going to go under the radar now and finish in the Champions League spot or will they do something as in I feel like every week we check we check the standings there's always somebody in there who go how the fuck are they you know they're always somebody in the standings where I'm like how are they up there exactly Southampton or fourth that was the one. So that was the main one this year because I was like, "Did we mention a Southampton game this year?" And they're like, "Where are they?" Fourth. Yeah. So it's crazy. Like it was a great, great win against was it Sheffield United? They were playing this weekend. Yes. Yeah, it was a great win. Great win. But uh, yeah, so the game that, like, come on, the Manchester derby, that should be a game of the season. Yeah. Ended nil nil. I genuinely was. I felt drowsy after watching it. Like one of the things I um I should probably point out as well is that I, I got home from work obviously so it was a long day anyway but yeah. the match was on and I watched it and I actually fell asleep <laughs> shocking it was brutal for a Manchester derby and I was just like it feels like it felt like both teams were too afraid of the other team scoring yeah. so nobody was actively attacking if yeah. you get me and that is an accurate uh, uh, like an accurate kind of depiction of the game where we don't need to talk about it anymore because that was it. There's yeah, a couple we, of yellow cards and a couple of substitutions, yeah. but apart from that, Sorry, that was it. We have, n- we have no, no other crack about yeah, that game. exactly. <laughs> Moving on to Sunday's games. Uh, Southampton beat Sheffield United 3-0 very convincingly to go into Champions League spot. Yeah. Are they a dark horse? I, n- I never would have said it after... I feel like Christmas break fucks a lot of people because there's a lot of games in, in the window. Yeah. So it'll... We'll talk about it probably in January. Let's see. Let's see who's who's got injured. Let's see who wins. Mm-hmm. Let's see who plays. Because is it like four games in ten, ten days? Or something? something ridiculous. Yeah. Stupid over Christmas. Yeah. Thank is God. There... Like I think they should adopt the Bundesliga. Well, for players' sake, I think they should. But for fans' sake, like I love the fact that there's so much football over the Christmas period. Yeah. But in places like the Bundesliga, they take almost like a three-week break between any games, so like players can 
go home to their families and stuff like that. Because yeah, obviously international players yeah. from all over the world. Well, so. yeah, yeah, the Premier League do as well. They yeah. just don't give a fuck. Imagine, imagine <laughs> the Germans being that efficient. <laughs> yeah. Oh wait, no, that's imagine. What yeah. <laughs> um, Crystal Palace drew one one at uh, Selhurst with Tottenham. I did not expect that. Well, big thing for them. Obviously, it's a London derby for Palace. So yeah. And uh, do you know what? I feel like no matter no matter how badly Palace are playing. I don't think you ever fucking beat them easy. Yeah, it's the Roy Hodgson's effect. Yeah, true as well. Yeah, pure frustration. They were uh, Tottenham were one 0 up with Harry Kane scoring, and guess who assisted? Him and son. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Schlup, <laughs> I love saying that name, uh, scored in the eighty first minute. Um, who was the keeper that day for uh, Palace? Uh, I can't even pronounce his name. Uh, but he one of the saves. Did you see it on Match of the Day or anything like that? No, do you watch full highlights? Yeah, no, I yeah, I watched it in Match of the Day. My God. Like, literally one of the best saves I've ever seen in my life. It was it was lovely. It's a Spaniard. Is it Guati or something like that? Or Guata? Let me see. So, Keep talking. I'm going to Google. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it was, it was a very decent point earned by Crystal Palace. Uh, Fulham also got a point against uh, last year's champions, Liverpool. Mm, I did see that one, actually. Yes. So um, they Fulham got the early goal, right? Yeah, the Jamaican Reed scored 25th minute. Unbelievable goal, too. Yeah. Oh, and then Mo Salah scored a penalty and then got subbed off for Divock Origi in the 84th minute. Yeah, it's uh, that's a very decent result. I'd be very happy if I was Scott Parker, because that lifts you more out of the relegation zone, where people like Sheffield and West Brom and Burnley are fighting for every point. Like, yeah, Parker's now—he's the youngest manager now. That he's definitely one. Like, gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that that was another thing uh, to mention briefly that apparently Eddie Howe would be a perfect fit with Celtic. Actually, yes. say, is he just taking a year off? Mm, I don't know. Or is he? Is he? Um, somebody should take him. Like I don't know. I know. Yeah, like, I is know he, is he not managing Bournemouth anymore? Or did he get sacked? No, I don't know if he gets sacked. He left, or he was just like obviously once the year was over, he was like, yeah, no, I can't bother. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I need to check my head, head, but I, I, I think I had it that he was taking time off. I mean, he was the youngest Premier League manager. Yeah, I thought he was good. Look at Bournemouth. He was like with nothing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. There's that, no money in Bournemouth to it, buy anybody. It almost felt like he was playing football manager. Yeah, I, th- I think for them to hang in as long as they did at that. I mean, teams like. Teams like Bournemouth and Brighton and stuff, they just don't have the cash. Yeah, they don't. So it's very hard for them to compete as well. And we're seeing that now in that second year slump for Sheffield. Burnley, I don't feel like they ever have too much cash. They, they normally have a couple of lads playing for Ireland, yeah. playing for them. But um, even then, Burnley got their draw this weekend too, didn't they? No, they won. They won, sorry? Yeah, they beat Arsenal 1-0. That's, one of, that's, the other game the that's the other one we're going to talk about in a wee second. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, let's get into it. Burnley, uh, Arsenal, near the bottom of the fucking table. Isn't that mental? Yeah, especially with their team sheet. Yeah, exactly. Individually, I would say Arsenal should be well fit to be top five. Yeah, easy. Easy. And like the lineup at the weekend for Arsenal, people like Aubameyang starting, Lacazette, Willian, uh, Hector Bellerin, uh, Bernard Leno, uh, Kieran Tierney, uh, 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 what's his name, Granit Xhaka as well. Yeah, look, th- th- that's that's all. I think if a team like Arsenal, if you said to me, name me seven or eight Arsenal players, and I could. Whereas if you said to me, name me seven or eight Brighton players, I definitely couldn't. Yeah. So we were just like, right, well, that's obviously a, some sort of assistance of quality where you're like, well, yeah, I know those guys because they are, you know, they are... Big money signings. Big money signings, so that they've been in the news and they've been on the pitch and you'll, you'll recognise the names. But I feel like stuff, I mean, like, you're talking about Mesut Ozil leaving and stuff, and just like, he's been threatening to offer ages. Mm. Is that... 
I don't know, something's happening in Arsenal with a disruption or but you're saying, I mean, Arteta's in there now and their form is now worse than under the previous manager who they yeah. sat for being off bad form. Yeah. Uh, and at the minute, you know, Klosnak uh, uh, out with muscle injury. Obviously, David Luiz with that hand injury with yep. uh, Jimenez. The clash. Uh, yeah. Uh, so the only person uh, missing for Arsenal at the minute that isn't because of injury is Mesut Ozil, who is wasn't even on the substitute bench. Yeah. So and yeah. Pepe got red carded and uh, Partey's uh, thigh injury. So yeah, it's not looking good for Arsenal at the minute. They uh, one of the questions we got sent in this week uh, uh, was, are Arsenal, uh, you know, a relegation threat? Big shout. At the minute, now I'm not going to go like, yes, they're getting relegated. This is the end of Arsenal as we know it. I'm not saying that at no. all. I'm saying at the minute, if they keep com- if they keep playing like this, there's no way they're going to uh, finish top t- top end of the table even. Like, what, 14th, 15th? They'd be big, happy with. A big thing for Arsenal now is, as I talk about that winter schedule, mm-hmm. that, that Christmas schedule will be, do they have any big games? Because if there's a couple of fucking hammers coming, yeah. then very hard to get yourself out of a slump of a bad Christmas. Exactly, exactly, yeah. Because even lots of teams go in with great enthusiasm and having played well, and just have a, if you have a bad Christmas, it's yeah. like, because it's like four games. You can lose the league. Is it like 12 points? Yeah. Potentially? Yeah, potential 12 points. For two weeks. That's a lot. That is a lot. That yeah. That at the minute that could switch. You know, or if they, if Arsenal win every single game uh, during the Christmas period, that is them safe for the season. Yeah, well, now, I mean, that's that's an obvious kind of observation, I think. Yeah, well, the other thing as well is the middle of the league is obviously still at this point of the year still so packed. Or so yeah, tight, yeah, so tight. Yeah, packed that you could bring yourself out of danger with two or three wins. Yeah. Boss, if you're playing other teams who need the wins as well, there could be a lot of draws, but get you Dog doesn't fights. get you out. You're just yeah. Hanging in there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hmm. I, I don't think Arsenal are going to get relegated. Neither both. do they I. They need a kick in the hole. Yeah, I don't think they're going to, but I think there's the threat that that could be a possibility. Two words. Well, probably two different options. Number one, there's definitely an Arsenal staffer on a beach somewhere in Spain asking Arsenal Banger if he fancies a yeah. few quid. Yeah. And then also, I said it before, Sam Allardyce. <laughs> <laughs> Leicester beating Brighton 3 0 as well at the, the King Power Stadium in Leicester. Yeah, I would have expected that. Yeah. Well, not a 3 0, but I would expect them to beat Brighton. Yeah, th- uh, three goals in the first half. James Madison uh, scoring twice and Jamie Vardy. Uh, yeah, Jamie Vardy's goal is 41st minute. Um, James Madison's second goal was on the 44th, so three minutes apart there. And uh, James Madison also scored before the half an hour mark. Uh, and that, yeah, pretty much kills it. Yeah. We're, like, how do you go into that game uh, at halftime if you're Brighton? Like, how do you go in going, like, here? Do you say, like, literally, like, they did it in the first half so we can do it in the second half, even though they have, like, a majority better players and stuff it's like that? It's a cliche, but, the, I, I mean, I've been on teams that have got hammered, and the main thing they say at halftime is, even just to keep people interested, is if they can score that in the first half, we can score that in the second half. Yeah. And whether you believe it or not, it's up to yourself. <laughs> but obviously, Brighton did not believe it. Yeah. So that's uh, all the football. Moving on, there's two very important games in the, the realm of GAA this weekend. Yes, indeed. Let's talk about it. So will will we do you talk about the two games that we that we just witnessed or what's coming next week? Uh, the, the, ones, the, previous, yeah, yeah. the ones that just happened. So yeah. the, the hurling season has dropped. Yeah, so the Joe McDonough and the Liam McCarthy. Joe McDonough was a big deal because Antrim are back in the top flight after mm-hmm. beating Kerry for the fourth. This is how tightly or how many games play at that grade. Uh, Antrim played Kerry for the fourth time this year Jeez. in the Joe McDonough final. So they played them in the Joe McDonough group stages. They played them twice in their league as well and uh, beat them number one Burnley knew Kerry had a 
a hurling team because no. they're a famous football county. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they've, they've won untold about the Samuel. Exactly. Uh, yeah, they played in. It's great to see Antrim back in the top flight. Managing to do it without their talisman player, who's Neil McManus. He hurt himself in, I think, the first Joe McDonough group game. So he's been out, but the rest of the team really stepped up. Yeah, that's uh, class. Absolutely. Good game. There's a couple of mistakes as well, but probably the nerves of being back in Crow Park. Oh, of course. Uh, Antrim haven't been in a senior All-Iron final since 19... 19- 89 when they were beaten by Tipperary but I know just from living in Belfast and playing hurling myself hurling is religion yeah. in Antrim yeah it's, and it's they, 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 should be, they should be back at the top table Yeah. so hopefully with there's a lot of great programs happening in Antrim as well the like Galefast project to get kids back in Belfast City playing because that's obviously the big population mm-hmm. it's religion in the Glens teams like Deloy Lucky of Shamrocks Ballycastle as well uh, yeah uh, Cushion Dunn Cushion Doll Cushion Dunn Cushion Doll Cushion Doll our senior Cushion Doll actually a junior team but oh, really? still it's just a smaller family yeah so yeah, absolutely. Two of the most stunning pitches in the world are up there. Yeah, yeah, right yeah, yeah. on the sea. Yeah, beautiful look. Yeah, so they have that. But yeah, big deal for Adam to be back in. Um, very sad to see. Actually, there's a bit of controversy about RTE turning over or taking a break during the Antrim thank you speech, mm-hmm. which was a bit disrespectful. Exactly. Just because so it's like. it, it brings back the the um, the eternal dilemma of is there a northern bias or? But the other thing is as well, RTE probably would have blamed that in Antrim for taking too long to get off the pitch to go and talk. True. Yeah. But still should let them play. You can fucking program an advert break in, in in anywhere. Yeah. A lot of controversy on Twitter as well about Don Lowe Cusack, who's a former Cork goalkeeper, who's a pundit in the Sunday game. Instead of just giving Adam their due and saying, brilliant to see they're yeah. back on the top, he started talking about how badly beaten they might get next year in the oh, senior. Class. And I'm like, yeah. th- today's not the day for that. They, they'll know that themselves. Yeah. You just said, well done, great to see you back. That's when, all you do. When Leicester won the Premier League, how many pundits went on going, like, how much are they going to get beat by when they're in the Champions League group stages? Yeah, yeah, which was uncalled for. Just say well done. Yeah, can't believe you fucking. And they did decent. Yeah, they did decent. So, yeah, that's who I'm supporting. Yeah, pretty much. So yeah. we we had Adam will be back playing in the Leinster Championship next year, which is Hurling's a weird grade. I'll explain it in a different episode yeah, it's sometime. Very weird. And um, considering that, that's not the province that they're in. Absolutely. <laughs> but neither are Galway and Galway playing Leinster. So these things happen because mm. they only county properly that hurls in yeah. in Connacht. But uh, yeah, that that was Joe McDonough. So that was played unprecedented before Delaney McCarthy which mm-hmm. is the senior hurling which this year was between Waterford and Limerick now Waterford did very very well to beat Kilkenny the Cats because yeah. they're class they, they, they don't are, even have a football team yeah Kilkenny are we talk about hurling being religion people yeah. are born with a hurl in their hands a lot yeah. of C-sections down in Kilkenny because that would hurt but yeah they, got, they had to play and I'll, I'll do a bit of fun fact for you so the men of Waterford are the Desha which are the uh, or Port Larga mm-hmm. in Australia had to play the men of Limerick now the Limerick team if you want a couple of stats and you're a bit nerdy about your numbers yeah. two of the team are only two of the team are over the age of 28 the average height of the team is 6 foot 2 Jesus and the average weight of the players because of their strength and conditioning is 13 stone 11 fuck now you watch a man who's the uh, player of the match I think was Geroid uh, Farley 6 foot 5 <laughs> At about 14 stone and he moves like an Olympic sprinter he's <laughs> lightning fast and I, I felt bad for every time a Waterford band hit a Limerick band you don't realise how massive they are until they're beside somebody yeah, yeah just, like, just for comparison because yeah. whenever you see and then obviously very sadly for Waterford well uh, Tyler Barker who was potentially on for player of the year oh, for real? Waterford man injured within the first 20 minutes uh, looks like a knee injury real real fucking I mean it would put a massive dampener on their efforts this year and to get that far into the final Waterford I mean Limerick were all skill Waterford were all hard and it just didn't come off the end of losing by 11 points Yeah, which is sad because last time I saw Waterford in a 
all Irish final they had to play Kilkenny and Kilkenny were just unstoppable that day I yeah. don't think they hit a single wide in that one Shit, so that's two so, all- it'll be hard to come back now Waterford have lost the last two All-Ireland finals have been in they haven't won an All-Ireland since 1951 Jeez. but they they completed in what Waterford people would call their own All-Ireland final yeah. which is beating Cork yeah, well, so they did that this year yeah well hey that's yeah that's that's kind of like Cavan winning the Ulster uh, Championship. Absolutely, every cloud. Yeah, so there you exactly. Go. Pick your yeah, you're getting your wins, and that and that's it for GA because there's no football because next Saturday is the Sam Maguire the final. Yeah, Mayo against Dublin in Croke Park. Yeah, Mayo against Dublin again. It's a Groundhog Day, like yeah. Hopefully it's not Groundhog Day because if this happens, this is six in a row, and then it reignites the the debate of what to do about Dublin. Yeah, exactly. Which is the whole point in an amateur sport. These guys are essentially professional yeah, exactly. athletes. So like Barcelona playing in, I don't know, the South Down League, beating you early. Like yeah, so we need to do that. We need to address the, the imbalance, but that's that's another thing. We could, I mean, that's a Patreon special on its own. Oh, yeah, 100%. Absolutely. I'm actually looking forward to doing things like that because I really want the, the base understanding of the GAA to get to the level where I can confidently talk about it because it's so interesting uh, in terms, like, I can talk about, like... Uh, there isn't really there is a case with Saudi money in the Premier League and stuff like that and how Newcastle like Mick talked about it when he was on the podcast was if the uh, like if Newcastle got taken over and stuff like that how the top six as they are now or the top four don't want any other competition because of the the whole hypothetical Super League that they can do with the rest of Europe so like I can talk confidently about that but with GAA that's I don't know the nuts and bolts of it I guess yeah, the nuts and bolts is the grassroots the yeah. volunteers the um the people that make the, the whole organisation up which is and then it gets to a higher level and you're like well this is different than what the ethos of the whole programme is. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and that's pretty much us for uh, this week in sport. Enlighten me. Okay. Uh, this week in story time, uh, we... Uh, I mean, like, technically it counts as a sports story because this is one of the best football or American football players of all time. Uh, but yeah, this week we talk about O.J. Simpson. If you don't know who that is, he's mostly famous for being Nordberg in the Naked Gun. Yeah, and nothing else. <laughs> no, there was that thing in the news. Um, was he racing the police or something? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the, we'll get to that. Yeah, yeah we'll get to it. We'll yeah. get to it. So, uh, O.J. Uh, Orenthal James Simpson uh, was born on July 9th, 1947, and is a former running back for uh, American football teams in the NFL, the Buffalo Bills and the San Francisco 49ers, uh, becoming the first ever player to rush more than 2,000 yards in a single season. Has anyone... Has that happened since? Nope. Actually? Yep. Oh, okay. That's, so, that's a big one. Hey, he's, you know, he was a, a very good, uh, very good American football player. And the line that he was on was called the Electric Company because uh, they provided the power. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. Um, Cheesy bastard. <laughs> he won it's like that. a joke I would write. <laughs> <laughs> Were you writing for the Buffalo Bills in 1947? <laughs> well, when he was born. Um, he uh, won the Heisman Trophy for the University of South uh, California Trojans in 1968, then was drafted first overall in the 1969 draft by the Buffalo Bills, where he stayed until 1977, spending the majority of his career with the Buffalo Bills. Uh, and after he left them, he played his final season for his home club team, uh, the San Francisco 49ers, because that's where he was from. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, spending the majority of his career, he could have been, like, I don't know, uh, uh, Francisco Totti, a one-club one man. 
and revered in Buffalo, if not for the um, events of 1994. What was the, what was the reasons for going to San Francisco? Though? Uh, I think was he was just, just winding contract? up his career. Uh, he obviously wanted to go back to California because that's where he's from, and obviously he uh, he was at that time the phase of Hertz rent a car. And uh, obviously, if you want to like continue, and he was also getting into acting and stuff like that. So you know, you want to go to California, which is the hub of like mecca of everything. Um, but after his career came to an end, he had won a crazy, almost a Belfast Celtic amount of trophies. So um, the ones I've got down here is he's well, he won five Pro Bowls, five first time All Pros, uh, one NFL MVP. Uh, one Offensive Player of the Year, one Burt Bell Award, uh, which is awarded for, I think... Um, Burt Bell Award? Yeah, in the NFL, which is awarded to the most charitable player. Um, any, yeah. any Super Bowls? Uh, no, you see, this is it. Never won a Super Bowl. The only one. Here's the thing as well, though. Even with that record or... I mean, obviously, what it, what happened to him later in life? Was there any argument for him being in like a Hall of Fame? Yeah, well, he was inducted into the Hall of Fame. Was he? Mm-hmm. Can they take you back out again? Yes, you can. Did they take him back out? And they did. Oh. Um, so he also won AP Athlete of the Year in 1937. He got four oh, NFL. It wasn't in 1937. 1973. Did he tell you? <laughs> uh, this is like the Spurs Tottenham thing all over again. Um, four uh, NFL rushing yard leaders for 1972, 73, 75, and 76. So four times he had the more, most rushes in the entire league. Which is crazy, and I never won a Super Bowl. Never won a Super Bowl. You see, the Bills weren't great. He was just a great player a in the team. team. Yeah. Well, not, I wouldn't even say one-man team. They had like a good offensive line, but their defense was shocking. Like fair enough. Um, two NFL rushing touchdown leading passes. So the amount of touchdowns scored from rushes, so running the ball rather than passing it yep. from the quarterback. Um, an AFL All Star in nineteen sixty nine. Buffalo Bills hall, uh, Wall of Fame, which I assume is like a Hall of Fame, but just a wall. Um, uh, NFL nineteen seventies All Decade Team. Uh, NFL 75th anniversary all-time team, NFL 100th anniversary all-time team, uh, national champion, Heisman Trophy winner, Maxwell Award, Walter Camp Award, and two uh, unanimous All-American Awards in 1967 and 1968. He must have some size of a fucking trophy cabinet now. He, well, I don't know. He's probably sold them all. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so his career stats in the NFL uh, for the two teams he played for, rushing yards in total, 11,236 yards which crazy yards per carry so on average every time he had a run he had 4.7 yards I was going to say in the majority of two I mean to get your first down you need 10 yards 10 yards yeah. which doesn't always happen yeah exactly uh, and he scored 61 rushing touchdowns which is a crazy amount for anyone to get 61 touchdowns in any shape or form is a phenomenal career is that pretty much where instead of it being like one of those big loop and yeah yeah like Hail Mary's at the end to him and he's like yeah. off you go yeah exactly and there's times that he was returning uh, field goals or returning punts and stuff like that straight down the field so was the you're talking 80 yards at a go 80 90 yards <laughs> crazy and like hey this is probably why we're talking about him so much yeah, he, he was a great player 
very great player but no, uh, there's, there's always the argument of if somebody does something infamous there before becomes famous this guy was actually just really good yeah before doing the infamous event exactly uh, after his NFL career he turned into acting and being the face as I said of Hertz uh, car rental um, starring in different uh, TV shows and movies such as Roots The Towering Inferno Yes. The Naked Gun Trilogy. That's the one I know from. Mm-hmm. And he was also... Now, this is one of the juicy facts that I was talking about before. He was also considered for the lead role in Terminator instead of Arnie Schwarzenegger. Actually, swear to God. Yeah. I suppose he was a big dude too. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. Terminator. Yeah, definitely. But I don't know. I think James Cameron just went ahead with Arnie just because, I don't know, he seemed like a more... Kind of. Well, I mean, he didn't really have to speak much. It was just kind of look menacing and look big. Exactly. Which is really weird because Arnie's actually quite short. Yeah, but he is. He was like a world champion bodybuilder, I guess. Yeah, true. Um, but yes. So <laughs> getting onto it, he is most famous for allegedly killing his wife Nicole Byrne Simpson and alleged lover Ron Goldman in 1994. Do we still have to say allegedly if he's convicted? He has not been convicted in a criminal court. Okay, explain that to me. So. Um, in 1997, he was found guilty in the civil trial. Gotcha. Um, uh, and he was ordered to pay 33.5 million for wrongful deaths of Nicole Brown Simpson and uh, Ron Goldman. Uh, but in the so he never faced any jail time for the murders, and technically he was innocent because uh, the judge Ito, uh, Ito, I forget his first name. Uh, but yeah, no, he. Um, uh, got him off the case. Well, he he ruled, and the jury also ruled that he was innocent. So, is this the one where is it Kim Kardashian's dad was his lawyer? Robert Kardashian and also Johnny Cochran, a very famous defense lawyer, you know. Uh, and this was the case where the term "if the glove don't fit, you gotta quit" comes from. Yeah. Which hey has made it into pop culture reference. How, like, how do two people in Ireland know this? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's true as well. <laughs> which is crazy. Um, I mean, the big thing obviously was. Uh, I think that I remember from this was whenever that actually happened mm-hmm. pretty much all TV stations in the US swapped to yeah. by the way there's a police chase in <laughs> Los Angeles right now yeah when uh, we, it's believed to be OJ Simpson I was yeah, like what? so when um, when the police wanted to arrest him for questioning uh, OJ I don't know he just didn't fancy it and decided to go for a wee drive with his mate uh, and lead one of the slowest police chases on a highway in Los Angeles that I've ever seen in my life yeah. um, I mean if you had to give him a ball he, could have, he probably could have run it in faster exactly yeah he probably rushed more yards than he like and he got to drive in the car <laughs> for the car um, but yeah no but in, in all seriousness he was threatening suicide in the back of the car which uh, obviously indicated to most people uh, who could assume that maybe he had something to do with yeah. these murders because uh, yeah if you're innocent you don't normally do that it's mad as well obviously that they were able to get the hang on you get so they got the charge moved or dropped or how because it's so, so, so you're charged with first degree murder I'm assuming yeah, yeah. Like, I thought about this if I planned this and I will kill these two people mm-hmm. to wrongful death yeah well, is that like when you go to give somebody a talking to and they fall down the stairs <laughs> something like that yeah, yeah. or it's not it's someone who's been a men- yeah, menace to the community so you you know take them out the back with a golf club golf club kind of thing um, but no so they're two different court cases so after the original um, trial the one obviously with Johnny Cochran and Robert Kardashian um, he was taken to court again so he had to face court in California again and that's when the, the wrongful deaths th- uh, got passed 
Uh, and obviously, $33.5 million, that's, you know, nothing to sneeze at. That is a serious amount of money. Uh, but he moved to, um, after everything had kind of calmed down to a certain extent, he had moved to California, or to Florida, so he didn't have to pay. No way. And I don't know... Because it's uh, a state court? Yeah. So well, their legal system's fucking mental. Isn't it? And, like, Florida, of all places, like, where they have this thing called the Sunshine Laws... Which everybody sees stuff like Florida man, blah, 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 does something outrageously stupid. And they go like, oh, Florida must be crazy. But the only difference is between Florida and other states is that uh, Florida uh, reporters and journalists have more information about all these things that are going on uh, just because of their uh, journalistic laws around it. So they get more information, and that's why there are more stories of, like, man has makes love to an alligator and, you know, yeah. settles down in Daytona or something like that. So that's why it's kind of it's kind of weird that everybody went to Florida. Yeah, that's what they go after. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. all the mad people go. Yeah, exactly. And Casey Anthony's there as well, so... Here's the thing, though. If he didn't go to jail for those... He did go to jail. What was that for? So in 2007, he was arrested... I'm so good at setting it up. <laughs> in 2007, he was arrested in Las Vegas for armed robbery and was sentenced to 33 years behind bars. <laughs> uh, but he was released October 1st, 2017, after spending 10 years inside, getting let out for good behaviour. Was there something about him selling, like, his trophies and stuff? That, that was the was? armed robbery and the kidnapping, because... He try and steal back some of his shit. Yeah, allegedly he sold it to a pawn shop in Las Vegas, uh, and then tried to steal it back. On, oh, but imagine getting away with potentially, allegedly murdering two people, and then you get lifted for stealing back something that you fucking owned in the first place. Yeah, that's just like imagine me going to cash converters, needing money for petrol or something, selling my guitar, and then going back later on that night and going like, I'm, 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 I'm taking it back, lads. Um, which you know, it's crazy. He got let out in good behavior because he was uh, he organized a baseball league in prison. That's good of him. So you know, maybe he's. He's he's an old guy now. He's seventy nine. What do you infer, mate? Assault. Here's a bat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, seventy three years old now. Uh, you know, I don't know, but you know, now that he's out and uh, out of prison and stuff like that, maybe he could do a Bo Jackson, where he's very famous for doing, uh, you know, American football, but now baseball. Yeah. Definitely not. <laughs> New sport. <laughs> you never do know. Uh, but yeah, so I've got that was pretty much everything we've got about OJ Simpson, apart from the fact he has Twitter now, and you should go follow him because it's fucking hilarious. Does he? Yeah, oh, man. Oh, I'm all for that. Done. And like, I don't use Twitter, but like, you just see them in memes all the time, and you're just like, oh. And there is also a rumor that him and Casey Anthony are in a relationship. And for people who don't know who Casey Anthony is, uh, she was the mother. It was a very similar trial to O.J. Simpson's, uh, where uh, her baby died, and she was brought up on the charges of actually killing her, and she got off, uh, even though all the evidence kind of pointed to that she did it. So, yeah. Well, they started a fucking support group. (laughs) Yeah, it must be. (laughs) Which is very, very interesting. So uh, Welcome to the first meeting of I Got Accused, But I Got Away With It. (laughs) We've just found the perfect clip for the start of the the podcast today. That's perfect. Um, So I've got like a number of different interesting facts about him. All about facts. Give me me shit I'm going to use in a pub quiz in 15 years Not many people know these facts, but um, obviously uh, big thanks to Rona as well, because she found the majority of these interesting facts for me. Our researcher. Yeah. So his dad was a drag act. 
in San Francisco, and later later on in life, openly came out as gay. Fair enough. Yeah, and he ended up dying of HIV okay. as well, which is crazy. It's not many people know that you know, big, hard, kind of muscular, manly uh, OJ Simpson. Uh, dad, he completely cut that out of his life because he was notoriously homophobic. <laughs> That's pretty funny, actually. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I mean, like, I wonder how he enjoyed prison, but um, his lawyer, Rob Kardashian, as you said, was the father, uh, the patriarch of the Kardashian family. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, who knows how much cosmetic surgery O.J. Simpson's money you know, got the Kardashians. That's true as well. Who knows? Paid for a lot of fake bums. Yeah, exactly. And this is also a very interesting fact that I don't know how Rona found this out, but it's perfect. He still gets an NFL pension of nineteen thousand pounds a month or dollars a month. What? So he's on nineteen grand still his NFL pension. So the pension he gets from paying into the NFL when he was a player, he gets nineteen thousand a month. Do you do you owner does he have any of his fortune left because if he got away from paying the 30 million but yeah. there's got to be somebody calling for something yeah exactly I don't know it's like you, you had sex with my mum and like I'm your son yeah yeah <laughs> something like that 19 grand a month to... yeah okay fair enough yeah it's crazy like um, and the day of the verdict of the trial this was the original this was the criminal court not the um, civil suit uh, the day of the verdict Domino's Pizza recorded their record amount of sales during the whole trial because nobody wanted to leave the house. Nobody wanted to leave the house. But how sorry do you feel if <laughs> you're a Domino's pizza delivery driver, but you also drive a white Bronco? <laughs> Could you imagine? When I might have pulled over that day, it's like, man, uh, this is not a tribute act. Yeah, it's exactly. It's a fucking car. Exactly. Uh, and speaking of the white Bronco, the white Ford Bronco uh, that was used in the famous police chase with O.J. Simpson was sold in 1995 for 200,000 American dollars to Michael Puehler. Uh, do you have any idea who he is? Is he some sort of morbid collector? Oh, uh, well, you'd think so. He's uh, He has the nickname of the Porn King. <laughs> okay. So he is a, a porn actor, I guess. Okay, uh, he and bought, he, he bought the actual Bronco. The actual Bronco. I mean, I'm assuming it would have been lifted and taken for evidence first. And yeah, and then, then it was it back to OJ. No, so they OJ gifted it to his uh, the accomplice who was driving that day when OJ was in the back of the back seat. Okay. I'm just I'm trying to find his name. I didn't write it down, and I probably should have. So, the, um, so the guy sold it for two hundred grand. Yeah, who was in the car with him? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, that's your car now, mate. I do not want the car with the bloodstains. Yeah, exactly. Why is there bullet holes? Do you want to give me a new car? That'd be lovely. You can afford one. Yeah, you're exactly. nineteen grand a month, you fucker. <laughs> and for literally doing nothing, you could be doing like appearances and stuff like that. I mean, like, I don't think he's going to sell many tickets. Though. Yeah, I was going to say, her friend, a car dropped him like a hot potato. <laughs> And um, he also, after the uh, the court case, uh, the criminal court case that he was found not guilty on, uh, he released a book called If I Did It, the O.J. Simpson story. I've heard of this. And the owner of the publishing company that published it uh, was a relative, I'm pretty sure it's the father of Ron Goldman, the son that got murdered. Okay. So... Uh, it was, yeah, in 2007. Let me get my tinfoil hat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so this guy called Pablo Finanez, uh ghost wrote a book in 2007, If I Did It, based on the interviews with uh, O.J. Simpson. Uh, the book was published by Belfort, 
Books, a New York City publishing house owned by the father of Ron Goldman. All rights and proceeds of, from the book were awarded to the family of the murder victims, Ron Goldman. But in the, uh, in the uh, front of the book, like the title page, uh, the if was very, very small, so you could hardly see it. So if it, I did it? Yeah. So all you can see is O.J. Simpson, I did it. <laughs> Jesus. And hey, that's one way to profit from your son's murder. Like, I wonder, I wonder, was that maybe some sort of backhand deal where it was like, look, I can probably make more than 30 million or 15 million. If it says the 30 million was divided between the two families. Yeah. So if his dad was like, I can make more than 15 million selling your book. So... You're gonna write a book for me, and we're gonna forget about the money. Yeah, and and then obviously maybe her family get fuck all. Here, do you want to go on the fellowship because they love a conspiracy? Here. Yeah, man, let's <laughs> get on, boys. They fucking love this shit. Uh, and yeah, that was uh, the tale of O.J. Simpson. That's very good. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a, yeah, a lot of fun stories. Rona research. That, like, that's yeah. Rona really helped us out there. Can we make um, that a new name, like a superhero, like Rona research? Yeah, Rona research. <laughs> Thank you, Rona. And yeah, that was... Obviously, I'm lazy and you can't read. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's good to have her on our team. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, the, it's the university educated leading the blind, leading the blind. Pretty much. <laughs> okay, yeah, and that was story time this week. Okay, so yeah, uh, games to watch this week, uh, Darren. There's uh, a load of midweek games. Uh, the ones that I picked out, uh, Liverpool Spurs on Wednesday... Big game. Has to be a good game. Mm-hmm. Um, West Ham Crystal Palace as well. That's an, Is that another derby? I feel uh, it's, it's technically the supporting the London team. Yeah. To play anyone in London is a London derby. derby. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Specific levels of derby. Yeah. So we're in the east and they're in like south gotcha. east or something like that. Uh, Thursday, Sheffield United against United. Yeah, but I'd be open for some fucking points. Yeah, I hope so. But um, uh, on Friday night, and this is a game. If you can, if you guys can get to it, get to it. Uh, Carrick Rangers against Crusaders in Carrick Fergus. Okay. I mean, oh, Cru- I would say I know it's a game that we totally missed. But did we? We didn't mention Lauren beating Fuck, we Linfield three one. We did. Matter, look, Lauren beat Linfield three one. Top uh, of the league. Two cracker goals yeah. out of the three. Yeah. And yep, yeah, big game. But oh, so we keep forgetting about in the Northern Ireland. We'll, we'll we'll do more. We'll do more. <laughs> whatever whatever the European settles down, we'll yeah, do yeah. more time we'll to, deep dive. to the old NI League. Um, on Saturday, Everton against Arsenal. That's a crunch game. Yeah, for both we, teams. Yes, to see because of Everton's form can continue to on the up or come back up again. Yeah. and then if Arsenal are just going to keep on the slide. Yeah, and then Sunday. So yeah, Thursday and Sunday. That's the two United games. Man United were at home against Leeds. All out attack Leeds. The original derby of North Yorkshire, kind of near it, Lancashire. Well, man, well, I was going to say Manchester's Lancashire, but yeah, Leeds yeah. is Yorkshire. So yeah, yeah, the, yeah it's uh, Lancashire against Yorkshire, which was the old uh, it's War of the Roses. War of the Roses, yeah, yeah. Spanish Civil or Spanish Civil. Spanish Civil. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're Franco on the brain. <laughs> I know, my, no, that was the yeah, the War of the Roses, which was the House of Lancashire and the House of York. I remember, yeah. I remember reading about that. Uh, and then on Monday, Chelsea against West Ham at Stamford Bridge. Big one. Eh, I reckon we get a point. Chelsea, West Ham at Stamford Bridge. After the game against Everton, I think there is no reason why we couldn't. Yeah. You know? Uh, but <laughs> this is the part that everybody's been waiting for today. Okay. See if you can uh, uh, get any points back before our Christmas break. Oh, mate. So, uh, three Eight. questions. Medium difficulty. This is kind of like, you know, the medium spice and Nando's. Not you, mean, you, you mean you feel sorry for me? So you can easier? <laughs> okay, this is lemon and herb. <laughs> Patronizing bastard. Okay. What, okay, about get three now. <laughs> what baseball team plays at Fenway Park? Boston Red Sox. Boom. Number one, correct. Now, 
What country was the wor- the football World Cup first held in? Uruguay. Two out of two. And Uruguay won it. Mm-hmm. And now, this is another World Cup question, but Ooh. a rugby World Cup. Ooh. Um, what is the rugby World Cup trophy called? The Web Alice. Boom. Three out of three. Thank fuck. Jesus. The nerves. <laughs> Thanks for being nice to me. Yeah, like. isn't it great? No, yeah. those were difficult questions. Yeah. Like, the Web Alice, I was like, he's not going to know this. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's... Uh, I think the easiest was definitely Fenway because yeah. you're a cousin from Boston, right? Uh, my cousin lives in Boston. Boston, yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah. Do you well, want to make a good question? I mean, unofficially, because I'm not going to use it now. What do you call? What is it? What the? Uh, hang on. Damn it! What is the name of the wall in Fenway Park? Uh, Green Monster. That's great. Yeah, nice one. That's an odd pop quiz one. Keep yeah. that, folks. If you're an organizing, we've yeah. got a good question. Um, supposed to be the hardest home run to hit in baseball. Yes, and the easiest one is the Pesky's Bowl. So that's the right field because uh, lengthwise it is the shortest from home plate to out of the park in any stadium. In any stadium. Okay. So Pesky's Bowl. Just remember that. So people go, it's out of the park. You're like, Dah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it would have just been after the running track and fucking spin away. Like left field or right field? Left field. Left, so the green monster just picked yeah. it. Yeah, no. that must be really quick. Because unless you're a left-handed batter. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, very yeah, 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 so hard. Yeah, um, but Manny Ramirez managed to do it with a lot of steroids. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like that you set that up with such an impressive thing about. But he cheated. Yeah, he was a cheat. Um, so ITPod32 on Twitter and Instagram. I'm Jordan Robinson Comedy on Instagram. Darren Matthews Comedian on Instagram. Uh, yeah, another thanks to Rona for doing all the research, and we'll see you next week. Legend. Boom. Good night.